הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש אמה שבארץ המה ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנן ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגה נענך נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו כל ישראל אמן So בעזרת השם We're going to start Torah Yutet today Which is the first lesson in which Rabbeinu is going to go deep into the the Sifra de Tznuta, certain part of the Zohar. It's going to be a few lessons he's going to start discovering uh, and uncovering all these depths of these um, secrets in the Zohar called Sifra de Tznuta that is written in Parashat Tremua. So let's get started with Torah Yutet. It's a very, very deep Torah, one of the deepest, one of the most important in all the in all the book. So we're going to see lots of amazing stuff here. Bezrat Hashem, may we apply what we're going to study. Torah Yutet, Sifra de Tzniuta, Tfila Lachabakuk, Anavil Shigionot, Vechule. It's in Chabakuk, chapter 3, that Tfila Lachabakuk, a prayer by Chabakuk. Chabakuk Anavid, the Prophet Chabakuk, Al Shigionot, Vechule, etc. For having made a mistake or having erred, etc., etc. It's brought in the first chapter of Sifra de Tzniuta. As long as there was no scale, there was no providence, there was no providence face to face. Meaning the Hashkacha Hashem wasn't facing each other, wasn't face to face, as long as there was no scale. Okay, so let's see the depth of what that means because it's definitely ambiguous. Let's see how Rabenu goes into this. The world wonders. It's because the world wonders. So the world wonders and the world asks, why does, the, why does a person need to travel to the tzaddik to listen directly from his mouth? Isn't it possible to delve into the books and to the words of Musar, of rebuke, and from the words of Musar you can understand the words of tzaddik, etc., etc.? But the truth is, it's a very great advantage or benefit. Because there's a great difference between the one who hears from the mouth of the tzaddik himself, the true tzaddik himself, and the one who, and between the one who listens from another person's mouth, who's saying it in the name of the tzaddik. Meaning, it's a very big difference in hearing it in the name of the tzaddik or the name of a messenger of the tzaddik. And all the more so one who hears from the one who heard from the tzaddik, meaning two times off the tzaddik. Because every single time you separate from the tzaddik, every single time it moves away from the mouth of the tzaddik, meaning it goes from one message to the next, you're lowering your level each and every time. Going further from the mouth of the tzaddik. And certainly one, the same is true of one who listens from the mouth of the tzaddik, to the one who is delving inside the book, there's a great difference between both of them. So obviously it's a great, amazing thing to, to listen to the words of the tzaddik from, from him himself. Now Rabbeinu brings an awesome, awesome idea. We're going to separate from what we just talked about. We're going to go into something extremely awesome, extremely novel. A person must refine his face in order that, so everyone can see their own face, in the face of the tzaddik, as if it was like a mirror. Meaning, a person must refine his face 
each and every person must refine his own face so that when he comes before the face of the tzaddik, that the tzaddik's face is reflecting his own. So that the tzaddik's face shows this person how he looks, basically. So that even without any rebuke or without any reproof, this person will regret immediately over his, over his actions. Without the tzaddik saying anything, only by looking at the tzaddik's face, because by means of looking at the face of the tzaddik, he's able to see himself like a mirror, how his face is sunken in and, and stuck within the darkness. Something awesome here. So every person has the responsibility to refine himself. He refine his face so that when he comes before the tzaddik, the face of the tzaddik is like a mirror that uh, reflects the face of this person. Now Rabbeinu goes on to another idea. So we're going to see how one attains this countenance, how one, um, how one is able to attain this holy countenance, this holy face. Um, so let's see. We're going to see how the tzaddik is able to refine his face. The great value and the preciousness of Lashon HaKodesh, the holy language, Hebrew, through which the world was created, because the Chachamim say, um, in Bereshit Rabbah, I believe, to this you shall call a woman. What is Yikare? The idea because from the man she was taken. Lashon nofel alashon. This is a play on words. So what's the idea? She's going to be called Isha because she was taken from Ish, man. So let's see what this idea is. From here we learn that the entire world was created with Lashon HaKodesh. Through this play on words that Hashem created, that Hashem called uh, this woman Isha. Why? Because she was taken from the man, which was Ish. This is Chava. Chava is the Isha we're referencing here. This woman. As it says, Night declares to night. That's the end of the phrase. But night declares tonight. This is referencing the speech of Lashon HaKodesh. Through which the world was created. And this is what it's the aspect of. To this you shall call a woman. Meaning what speech? And this is. And this that you shall speak to them. And this is what you shall speak to them, etc. Meaning, Zot is the aspect of speech, and this through the speech he created, he called this woman. Meaning, through the speech of Hashem Hakodesh, Hashem created this aspect of Isha, Ish, etc., etc. The entire world. And through Lashon Hakodesh, the holy tongue, Hashem lifted us up from all the languages. That all the languages of the other nations. All the other languages fall by means of Lashon HaKodesh. Lashon HaKodesh is able to subdue all the other languages. Meaning the evil that exists within the language of this other nation. The evil that grasps onto the language of this other nation. For example, let's say you want to say French. Nidbatel is completely nullified 
and it falls and fell through this lashon hakodesh ve'en lo shlita l'israel. And this evil language, or this evil within this this random language that we're talking about here, whatever language it is, falls through lashon hakodesh and doesn't have any rule over Israel. Over the Jewish people. And this is what it says. A play on words. But we see here. As we're talking about. In the Midrash they brought down. Is Lashon. The evil within that other nation's language. Nofel falls al Lashon. By means of this Lashon HaKodesh. Meaning through Lashon HaKodesh. One is able to subdue the evil of any other language. And what's the comprehensive evil? The all-encompassing evil? That all the evils of all the 70 nations are encompassed within this. Meaning, where does all the evil of all the 70 languages stem from? What's the answer? The burning fire, the burning furnace of Tavat Yuf, which is sexual lust or desire, etc. This is the all-encompassing evil in the world that encompasses all the evil within the 70 languages, etc. This is Tavat Niyuf, sexual desire. That all the 70 languages are sunken in and encompassed within this. Every one of them, of these evil languages, has um, has its root of evil from this place, Tavat Niyuf. And all of it has this this unrefined aspect, this evil aspect within it that comes from this this desire, this lust. But what? This evil that exists within the 70 nations, the 70 languages, this evil sexual desire falls and is completely nullified. And it has no rule, has no power by means of Lashon HaKodesh. And this is what the aspect of what it speaks about in the Zohar, in Parashat Vayakel. The furnace of the 70 stars that is mentioned there. The furnace of the 70 stars, what does that mean? As we can probably explain. Meaning the encompassing evil, which is the burning fire, the burning furnace of Tavanuf, sexual lust, which is this, what you call it, the furnace of the 70 stars. What are the 70 stars? That all the 70 languages are encompassed within this. Meaning the 70 stars are a reference to the 70 languages of the 70 nations. And each and every one of these nations has within it evil that stems from this burning fire, which is Tavanuf. This is an aspect of what the Chashmal is. As we know in Yechezkel, it speaks about the Chashmal. Chashmal is Chayot Esh Bimalelot. What is that? Fire-speaking creatures that is brought down in Chagiga, the Malach Chagiga. Chayot Esh, fire creatures, Bimalelot, that speak. Chayot Esh, when it says fire creatures, Bechinat Chava, this references Chava. Chayot Esh, Chayot, the word Chava. Isha, Chava, which is Isha. And what? Because Chayot is Chava, it's a play on the words Chava, and Esh is Isha, woman. Hanu Bechinat Lashon Hakodesh. This is referencing Lashon Hakodesh, the holy name. Shaladom Itmanel Umishtaber Eshem Dorash Lishavin Kochvin. That through Lashon Hakodesh, one extinguishes and crushes the burning fire, the burning furnace of the seventy stars, the seventy nations. Bechinat Mal Mechashman. So this is the two last letters of Chashman. You have Chet, Shin, and then you have the two letters at the end, Mem and Lamed, which is Gematria of 70. Mal, Chash, Mal. 70, Mal. Shehem Bechinat Medurash Shavin Kochvin. 70, what? Referencing the 70 stars of 
the burning fire, the burning furnace, which is completely extinguished through Lashon HaKodesh, because upon this, it's for this reason that it was called Lashon HaKodesh. Because in any single place you find a fence for sexual immorality, meaning where the Chachamim tell you to prevent yourself from doing this sin, they will do an ex- they'll, they'll give an extra measure. There you'll find holiness. Meaning any single place you find offense or a protection against sexual morality, there you find holiness. This is the aspect of Rashona Kodesh. This is why, therefore, each man shall leave his father and his mother and attach to his wife. From here, we see that incestuous relations was that was removed from them. The holy language says of this, says so. So let's see what this means. By the way, this from here we see this from this verse that Rashi is explaining that incestuous relations are not allowed. And this is what Ruach HaKodesh says. So let's see how Rabbeinu translates this as according to what we just learned. Ruach HaKodesh, what's Ruach HaKodesh? The Holy Spirit? It's Lashon HaKodesh, the Holy Language. As we know in the Zohar, Acharemot, Daf Samech Aleph, Amud Aleph. Look over there. As it says, With the spirit of his mouth, he created all the legions. That through Lashon HaKodesh, through the holy language, one is removed and one binds to get, bounds up, binds up this fire or this desire of sexual immorality, which is the burning furnace of the 70 stars, which has no rule or grasp upon Am Yisrael through Lashon HaKodesh. As it says, Lashon, one language falls through Lashon, which is Lashon HaKodesh, as we mentioned, that the Ruach Shtut, the spirit of foolishness, which is what we know, is the only reason why a person falls into this sexual immorality, that we know the spirit of foolishness that a person can't commit a sin unless the spirit of foolishness enters within him. So any sin, specifically Tavat Nyuf, only is a result of Ruach Shtut. But through Ruach HaKodesh, which is Lashon HaKodesh, one nullifies this Ruach Shtut and is able to purify themselves from this desire. Now Rabbeinu is going on to explain. This is the aspect of rectifica- rectification of the Brit, the covenant. Rectifying the covenant. And what's the covenant? It's an aspect of Ruach HaKodesh. Bifrinat explains. And no more spirit arose in the man. This is a reference to, by the way, that the man didn't have any more ability to, to reproduce, etc. That his wheat was um, weak, basically. This idea that we see that the Ruach HaKodesh is actually a reference to the Brit in this verse. As the Chachamim bring down its Vachim, and this is what it says in Berachot, or that in the Gemara Berachot it brings this down on the verse in Bereshit uh, chapter 20. He sealed flesh in its place. This was not needed except for the place of incision. And what's incision? 
It's a reference to, to what? Hanuchitucha dibur. The articulation of dibur speech, which is what? Lashon HaKodesh. He sealed flesh in its place. This is a reference to what? Aben was explaining. Lashon HaKodesh. That through Lashon HaKodesh, one is able to create this seal, um, which is the Brit Kodesh, in the proper place, meaning it's, it's in its proper order. It has tikkun, it has rectification. Through Lashon HaKodesh, one is able to rectify his Brit. And this is what it says, Vayiven. And he built a Sa'ak Eotzach. He's like a storehouse he constructed her. Meaning, when God constructed the woman and built her in the form that he did, he built her like a storehouse. Because why? What's the aspect? What, what are we explaining here? That the main making of this woman, that Hashem built Chava, because what did we say Isha is? Isha is Lashon HaKodesh, we saw earlier. <clears throat> As we saw um, in the beginning of the section, at the, at the beginning of this, or in the middle of this section, section 3, we saw here this idea that Isha is Chava, which is Lashon HaKodesh. As we saw earlier. Chayot Esh, B'chinat Chava, Isha, Hanim B'chinat Lashon HaKodesh. We saw earlier. That the woman represents Lashon HaKodesh. Meaning the main making and the rectification of the Isha, which is Lashon HaKodesh, Tole depends on what? Yirat Hashem. Fear of God, Hiyot Zavah. What's fear of God? It's God's treasure house, as we know. Yirat Hashem, Hiyot Zavah. God's fear, is, fear of Hashem is God's treasure house. It says, Sof Tavar HaKonishma Et HaElokim Yira. That the end in the end, all is Hakonishma. The only thing that matters, basically, all that is heard, What's the main thing? Fear God. This is the main thing, the foundation. It's the treasure house of Hashem. So why did God build her like a treasure house? Because the treasure house, um, because the woman represents Hashem Kodesh, and what's the treasure house that reference to? Yirat Hashem. So Yirat Hashem is the essence of how one rectifies Hashem Kodesh. And this is what it says. Like a treasure house. Like a, my bad. Like a, like a storehouse. A storehouse of wheat. Meaning fear is the storehouse. In which the rectification and the making of chita. Which is what? What's chita? If you take the word chita, which means wheat. You have the chet, the tet and the hay. You get the numerical value of 22. This is a reference to the 22 letters of Rashona Kodesh, meaning the building of the, the main foundation of the Otsah, which is a storehouse, which is Yirat Hashem, comes through what? My bad. Meaning the main aspect of Rashona Kodesh, which is the Chita, the, the wheat, is the one, the way one guards and rectifies this wheat, which is a reference to Rashona Kodesh, is through this Otsah, this storehouse, which is what? Um, Yirat Hashem. And this is what it says in, in uh, Tehilim. Elokim diber bo'ekocho. Um, God spoke through holiness. That holy speech depends on fearing God, as we just saw earlier. These are all Rabbeinu's ways of bringing down this proof that rectifying Lashon HaKodesh, which enables you to rectify the Brit Kodesh, the Covenant, and to subdue this Tava of Niyuf is only possible through fearing Hashem Yosef. We're going to see what this means. And Yosef, 
by means of the fact that he perfected this holy language, Lashon HaKodesh, as it says in Bereshit, Ki fi that I myself am speaking to you. Ki pi it's my mouth that's speaking to you. How is he speaking to Lashon HaKodesh? To the holy language. <clears throat> Um, this is why therefore it says that Parot says about Yosef can there be another person like him that has a spirit of God within him meaning what's the spirit of God it's the aspect Ruach is the Ruach HaKodesh Ruach HaKodesh being Lashon HaKodesh that no one like Yosef has Ruach HaKodesh which is Lashon HaKodesh like him and how did he have Lashon HaKodesh because he had a Ruach Elohim. What's Ruach Elohim? The Spirit of God, meaning Et HaElohim Era. He had the fear of Hashem within him. Through Yosef's fear of God, he was able to perfect Lashon HaKodesh. Kib Lashon HaKodesh Talut Tikkun Abrit. No, my bad. Line up. Ruach Elohim Hanu Tikkun Abrit. Meaning the Spirit of Godliness. Spirit of God, which is what? Tikkun Abrit. Rectifying the covenant. As we said earlier, that no spirit arose again within the man. Meaning his Brit. The Ruach is a reference to the Brit. Because rectifying the covenant is dependent upon perfecting holy speech. Holy speech. From here we learn, as we talked about earlier, from here we learn that um, immoral relations are forbidden because we understand here um, I, by the way, this is what uh, we were talking about earlier, um, that a person should leave his his father and his mother and attach himself to his wife. And from here we learn this idea that incestuous relations is no good. And Ruach HaKodesh says like this. So what is Rabenu explaining? That one without the other is impossible, meaning Tikkun Abrit, rectifying the covenant, and perfecting Lashon HaKodesh, holy language, are dependent upon one another. One who keeps the company of Zonot, prostitutes or harlots, will lose his wealth. Don't read wealth, your wealth, rather your voice. One will lose his voice, which is the aspect of Lashon HaKodesh, because one uses his voice, his throat, to speak the Holy Speech. One who blemishes the Brit. Loses his holy language. And this is what it says in Mishle. Honor God from your wealth. Why did it say that? It says specifically to honor God. Because it's on what we just talked about that Kavod is dependent upon. Because what's the opposite of honor? Honor God. Bring glory to God. It's what? Shame. And disgrace. And what is shame and disgrace? Associated with what? In the place where the genitalia, genitalia exists. Meaning the private parts. They weren't embarrassed. There's no embarrassment except in the place of genitalia. Meaning when it's a reference to embarrassment, it's a reference to their genitalia. But they weren't embarrassed. Um, meaning that they didn't have anything to worry um, about their their sexual immorality, basically. Agayinu genitalia is in reference to pekamabrit, 
blemishing the covenant, Bechinat Orla, which is what the foreskin. Bechinat Kicherpa Hilano, as we say in Birashit. Kicherpa Hilano, what did the brothers tell Yaakov? The brothers told Yaakov that it's, how is it possible that Shechem could, could rape our sister Dina? Kicherpa Hilano, it's a shame to us. It's an embarrassment to our family. This idea, why? Because Shechem didn't have the Brit Milah. He was uncircumcised, he had a foreskin. And this is what it says, Honor Hashem from your wealth. But what's Mehonacha? We said earlier, Mehonacha is Migronacha from your voice. Meaning, honor Hashem, the honor that we're talking about here, is one who keeps the Brit. How does one keep the Brit? Migronacha from his voice, which is Lashon Kodesh. When one keeps his Lashon Kodesh, one is able to keep the Brit. This is the connection Rabban was explaining here. Honor is the opposite of shame and vilification. Which depends on what? Meaning your voice. Which is the perfection of one's holy speech. So the more one speaks holy speech, the more one ref- refines his holy speech, and one more refines his breed, then both of them will have, will grow together basically. They both feed upon one another. And God forbid in the opposite direction as well. And why was Yosef called Yosef? Yosef. Yosef's name hints within him the aspect of perfecting the Holy Speech, which is what? Rectifying the covenant. That God gathered in my shame, Rachel said. This is why Rachel named Yosef Yosef. God gathered in my shame. Because upon um, this, Kavod is dependent upon. Meaning what? Because embarrassment only exists within the place of the genitalia. Meaning, where is kavod? What is true honor? When one rectifies the breed. But the snake, which represents this the encompassing evil that we just talked about. Meaning, one who doesn't rectify the breed, one who blemishes the covenant. Awesome how Rabban was explaining these rectifications here. These awesome, awesome ideas. But when a person doesn't perfect holy speech, then what? The Nachash, the snake, is able to go and to rule over the holy speech. As it says, the Nachash's rule is over the flesh. Bisra, the flesh. What flesh? The Brit, obviously. And what is the Brit? We know the aspect of Lashon HaKodesh. We talked about earlier because they're dependent, they're dependent upon one another. What's Lashon HaKodesh? This is reference to Chava. Hanan, she basar mipsaro, which is what does Chava represent? Basar mipsaro. She is flesh from his flesh, meaning Chava was made from the flesh of Adam. Bifrinot besar kodesh, and what's basar flesh? It's a reference to basar besar kodesh. Brown Chagai, Yamiya, and Brown Zohar. Besar kodesh, consecrated flesh. Besar kodesh, consecrated meat. But in Rabbeinu was interpreting this to be. Holy Brit. When a person rectifies his covenant, then his language is also holy, etc., etc., etc. And this is the aspect of when the Nachash seduced Chava and he polluted her with his filth. What is the Nachash? What did he pollute her with? Polluted her with what? The storm wind. This is the, the foolish spirit, the spirit of sin. Eshet Ksirut, the foolish wife. 
references in Mishleh. Then this Nachash who pollutes Chava, then seduces Rawach HaKodesh, which is the holy language, Ishach HaChama, which is referencing the woman of wisdom, not the woman of fool, uh, of foolishness, but the woman of wisdom, Bichinat Chochmot Nashim. As I explained in Mishleh, the wisdom of woman. So there's two sides. There's the, fool, the foolishness of woman and the wisdom of woman. And depending on whether the Nachash has a grasp on it, on her, then this is what dictates whether she's foolish or wise. And he planted within her his filth. At the entrance, sin crouches. Sin crouches right at the entrance. Sin creeps right at the entrance. Why did it say at the entrance? Meaning the entrance of your mouth. The opening of your mouth. I think it's brought in Micha. I believe so. The opening of what? Holy speech. That sin crouches over there in order to sust, uh, to to wean off of it. Meaning that the sin in itself, the the nachash is constantly right at the opening of your mouth to make sure you stumble within your speech so that he can grasp onto your speech then grasp onto the and to make you fall into the to evil sins, specifically sexual immorality, etc., etc. Section 4. This is going to be the last section of today. We're going to stop at Section 5. Narabenu explains how the Nachash, how the woman of, fool, of foolishness is able to, to wean off of this person's speech and how it's able to take strength from it and to make a person fall within this through one aspect Rabbeinu is going to explain right now. He says no, that the woman of foolishness that we're talking about, the Nachash, which encompasses all the evil of the 70 languages, it's impossible for them to receive their sustenance and their strength from the woman of wisdom, Milashon HaKodesh, which is a reference to the Holy Speech, except by means of what? The Etzadat Tovarah, the tree of knowledge of good and bad. The Etzadat that we see in the beginning of Bereshit. That through the etzadat tovera, he seduces lashon hakodesh and he plants filth within her. Etzadat and this tree of wisdom sheish bo shenekochot, which has two types of force: shen tovera, either good or bad. Who am tzayi belashon hakodesh shu yishachachama shekulotov uven lashon shishivim amin shekulora. Now Rabbi is going to explain something awesome. He's going to get into shnei mikra, targum, etc. But this amazing thing here that we're speaking about right now. That etadat has two types of force, either evil or for good. It stands right in the middle. It's not part of Lashon HaKodesh. It's not part of the holy language. And it's not part of the 70 evil languages. It stands right in the middle. Because the 70, evil, uh, the 70 languages of the other nations is mostly made up of bad. Lashon HaKodesh is made up of good. But this stands in the middle. It's a mixture. Now Rabbeinu explains, this tree of good and bad, what is it? It's the language of Targum. Targum being Unkelus Aramaic, Shehu Emtai Belashon Akodesh Venashon Sheshivim Amamin, which stands in the middle between holy language, the holy language of Lashon Akodesh Hebrew, language of the Torah, and between the language of Shivim Amamin, of the 70 evil languages. By the way, Rabenu explains in Sichot Aran also, he also explains how powerful this idea of Targum is, is that it stands in the middle. It's not like the other languages. And specifically that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai who wrote the Zohar Kadosh in Aramaic 
elevated the language so highly that it became part of this aspect of holiness because we're going to see here that this part of Aramaic has the ko- that this language of Aramaic has the koach to encompass with itself within Lashon HaKodesh. And, um, and it's an awesome thing how Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was able to elevate this language so highly that it could be part of Lashon HaKodesh rather than be part of the 70 uh, languages. So we see here this, this thing and when we're speaking about Lashon HaKodesh it means holy speech in general that even in English or Hebrew as uh, as we know in the in the books of Rabenu, Rabenu explains that when a person does it bodedut or when a person is speaking holy language, when a person is sharing Torah, when it's done in Klusha, that the language that you're speaking in becomes an aspect of Lashon Hakodesh as well. So here we're referencing holy speech, but specifically with regard to the languages, Lashon Tagum stands in the middle. And we're going to see here the mitzvah of Shnai Mikra to read um, every Friday afternoon. Shnai Mikra, the two, um, the entire par- weekly portion of the parsha, the the Torah portion two times each verse, and then one time that verse in Aramaic. We're going to see here this idea that Rabban is going to explain here a little bit further on in the lesson, etc., etc. But this idea of Aramaic, we go back into it. It stands in the middle between holy, the holy Lashon HaKodesh and between the language of the seven nations. And for the, 70 na- the other languages, the languages of the other nations, when they want us to, to wean off of this holy language, it's impossible impossible for them to 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 sustain themselves through the holy language except by means of tagum. Meaning, they have to go to this middle branch, this middle level, which is tagum Aramaic. Leshon tagum isha maskalet, and the language of tagum represents what isha maskalet, the woman of intellect. She's not a woman of wisdom. She's not a woman of foolishness. She stands in the middle on Mishle. As we know, Mishle outlines these three aspects. The woman of wisdom represents Lashon HaKodesh. The woman of foolishness represents the 70 evil languages. But the woman of intellect is Lashon Targum. As it's brought down, and Rabbeinu proves this, in Psachim, it says in Psachim, in the Gemara Psachim, Maskil Intellect is by means of a translator. How does one attain intellect? Through translation. But Turgeman comes with the word Targum, meaning the Lashon Targum. Targum being Aramaic. So, maskil, intellect, which is this woman of intellect, is actually a reference to Geman, which is Tagum. Because within the language of Aramaic, there's this good and the bad. Sometimes it's the aspect of maskil, of intellect. And sometimes it can be part of the aspect of destruction. God forbid, depending on whether you use it for bad or good. And the woman... This woman of foolishness, this nachash we're talking about, which seduces the woman of wisdom through isha maskalet, through the woman of intellect, meaning through what? Through tagum. The only way that the woman of foolishness is able to seduce the woman of wisdom is through what? Tagum. Because the only way that the evil forces are able to have strength over Lashon HaKodesh is through the Lashon Tagum. Language of Aramaic, as it says in Devarim, Arami Ovedavi. In Arami, try to destroy my ancestor. This is Moshe Rabbeinu, I believe, saying this. That in Arami, meaning Lavan, try to destroy Yaakov. Arami Ovedavi. In Arami, try to destroy my gra- my ancestor, my father. Bifrinat, Min Aram Yancheni Valak. What is Arami? It's a play on the words Min Aram. From Aram Yancheni Valak, Balak has brought me. 
What is Balak? Balak was obviously a person who wanted to seduce the Jewish. Balak was a king who wanted to seduce the Jewish people with, with, uh, with beautiful women, and got and um, he he hired Bilam to do this all that stuff. But Min Aram Balak. Balak has brought me from Aram. This is a reference to Bilam, I believe. That Balak gets Bilam, who's trying to seduce the, the Jewish nation through what Aram, which is Arami of Davi. What is this aspect? This is all referencing Tagum. Meaning, the only way Balak, which is the evil force that Klippa is able to subdue the, the Jewish nation, is through what? Lashon Tagum, which is the aspect of Arami, Arami, which is the language of Arami. What's Arami? Aramaic. That it's via this language that the evil forces are able to arouse themselves and to... Um, Sustain themselves through holiness to give themselves force. Amen was explaining some awesome stuff here. But the only way one builds and completes the holy language, now Amen was explaining the tikkun. We just explain how the evil forces are able to grab onto the holy language through tagum. But now Amen explained how to protect the holy language from this. How does one subdue the evil of Tagum and elevates the good that exists within the Tagum to Lashon HaKodesh? Um, or no, my bad. How does one protect Lashon HaKodesh? Rabbeinu explains that when one subdues the evil within this language of Aramaic because we said it's Etzadat Tovera. It's a tree of good and evil. So there's bad and there's good in it. So one has to subdue the evil and elevate the good. And through this, the perfection of Lashon HaKodesh is when one elevates the good within the Aramaic all the way up to Lashon HaKodesh. Meaning Lashon HaKodesh is not perfected unless by means of the good within Aramaic. And Lavan, this Arami, which is this Arami who tried to destroy my ancestor that we talked about earlier. Wanted to sustain, wanted to, to wean off of holiness through Tagum. And this is why he called. Um, um, I think it's Haramoria he called this. The mountain of Yegar Sahaduta. He called it Yegar Sahaduta. This area, um, this, this, uh, this, uh, this place. He called it Yegar Sahaduta. By the way, um, this is in the Aramaic language. Yegar obviously is a reference to Gar. I think it's. Let's see how Rabbanu uh, explains this. Yaakov haya ma'alet tagum leshon hakodesh, but Yaakov he elevated the tagum to leshon hakodesh. The Alken karalo gal ed, and this is why Yaakov changed it from the name of Yegar Saduta to gal ed, gal ed to the Hebrew language leshon hakodesh. Meaning, Lavan. His entire sustenance came from Lashon Tagum because he wanted to subdue the Lashon Hakodesh. This is why he named the place Yegar Sahaduta, which is two words in Aramaic. And by the way, you see in the word Yegar is the word Ger, which is Unkelus, which is a nice idea there. But um, Yaakov changes the name Yegar Sahaduta to Gal Ed, which is now part of the Hebrew language because he elevated the good within that name, Yegar Sahaduta, and he brought it up into this name called Gal Ed. Which perfected Lashon Hakodesh, Bilshon Hakodesh. And this is what it says in Bereshit: Hashem made man fall into a deep sleep. Tardema mispar targum. Tardema is the same numerical value as what? 
Targum, which is what Aramaic Kamuva, as is brought down, um, I think in the Kote Torah, in the, according to the Arizal, uh, in the Sefer of the Arizal, in Parashat Ve'ad Hanan, he brings this down, that Targum is Gematria um, Tardema, that the deep sleep is a reference to Targum. Because through or by removing the evil in Targum, one is able to build up Lashon HaKadosh and to perfect Lashon HaKadosh. And by means of uh, subduing um, the, evil within Lashon, uh, the evil within Targum and elevating the good to Lashon HaKadosh, one is able to make all the 70 languages fall. And it says Lashon, that all the, this language, this, this evil language, Nofel falls al Lashon, by means of Lashon HaKodesh. And this is what it says, Vayapel, when it says Vayapel, um, and he made fall, Notarikon, it's an acrostic. Pel lahem velo yedaberu. Take the first, take those words, take the word Vayapel, and then you have Take the, the first letters of each of those words, of that word, my body, take the letters of that word, and then you have this phrase, uh, They have a mouth, they cannot speak. What does this mean? Because by means of sleep, which is what? Which we know is the main building of Chava, which is who is Lashon HaKodesh, we said earlier. The main building of Lashon HaKodesh comes through what? Lashon Tagum, when you elevate the good within Lashon Tagum. By means of elevating the good within Lashon Tagum and making fall and subdue the evil within it. Look how awesome this Chidush is. Through this, one makes fall the 70 languages of evil. As it says, they have a mouth, they cannot speak, meaning their languages are fallen. They, can, they don't have any words to speak. Is an acronym for the word Vayapel, and he made fall. This idea that one makes fall these languages, the seventy languages, uh, these evil of the seventy languages, by means of elevating the good with the Nashon Tagum Yosef. And Yosef, because of the fact that he had perfected language, holy language, this is why he was able to interpret dreams. Because the essence of dreams comes when one sleeps. Which is what? Deep sleep. Which is the Gematria of Targum. And we know the perfection of Lashon HaKadosh comes through Targum. Which is the same numerical value as Targum that we said above. So Yosef had a perfection of interpreting dreams because dreams come through sleep. And what sleep? It's Tagum. So Yosef had a perfection of Lashon HaKodesh, this ability to interpret dreams, to speak holy language by means of Tagum, which is sleep. This is why Yosef was able to interpret dreams of sleep because his, perfect, his language is perfected. Because Yosef merited to purify this language of Aramaic, by, which is what? This aspect of sleep. How was he able to do that? He elevated the good within Lashon HaKodesh. He elevated the good within Aramaic to Lashon HaKodesh. And he subdued the evil within it. This is how one perfects Lashon HaKodesh. 
על ידי לשון תרגום, by means of לשון תרגום. ועל כן היה יודע לפתוח החלום שבשנה ותדמה, and through this one, and he was able to know how to interpret dreams, שבשנה ותדמה, that existed within one sleep, שבבחינת תרגום, which is what, what sleep? ארמי, כי היה יודע לברר הטוב והאמת שיש בחלום, because he was able to purify the good and the truth that existed within the dream, or any dream שהוא בבחינת תרדמה, which is תרדמה, sleep, בבחינת תרגום, כי הוא זכה לברר את לשון התרגום, שזו עיקר בבחינת שלמות, לשון הקודש, על ידי התרגום שזכה לזה, כן. Because he merited to purify the language of Aramaic, and when one purifies the language of Aramaic, then one is able to perfect the language of לשון הקודש, because how does one do that? Through the תרגום that one is able to merit, through the good that one is able to elevate out of the לשון תרגום. So, we see this amazing, amazing Torah. We're going to go into deeper next class. But stick with this very much and pray a lot on this because this is applicable to every single person. Rabban was explaining great tikkunim here. Tikkunim for, for Pekamabrit, God forbid. All this amazing, amazing stuff here. Perfection of speech. We're going to see awesome, awesome things. We're going to continue Bizrat Hashem next class, next time, God willing.